It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live in full effect on this Sunday night, 27th of October. What's good in the hood, everybody? Man, you know, normally we start the show off early in the a.m., when some people are cooking up the peripheral eggs and bacon and so forth and so forth, so to speak. But as of right now, we're going late night. We grinding on the we grinding on the night shift, man. Oh, um, due to unforeseen circumstances, this is why we're doing it tonight. Um, yeah. So just chilling us for the time being right now. Um. Had some things pop up last night, late night, come about one in the morning last night. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> you just always got to be there for certain people. So, well, you know, things like that happened, which took away the morning shift or whatever, whatever, whatever. But nonetheless, it's neither here or nor there. But as of right now, chilling here at the crib, man. Um, enjoying the day so far it's been a very good sunday i've had a very very good day today and um yeah man just kind of tripping out on this direct tv nonsense this is the second or third time that the nbc game has not been telecasted due to whatever sort of technical difficulties that they've um have said to claim but yeah man it's kind of kind of whack i'm uh looking forward to this Green Bay Packers game that's on right now against Kansas City since I got uh, Jamal Williams and Mason Crossbar as Skip Bayless likes to call him that are pretty much my last line of defense to get me 10 points is all I need to win this game against a very good team so fantasy football struggles still continue but we're looking to hopefully turn some things around now that Aaron Jones is out that leaves Julian or uh, Jamal Williams in to carry the load for the Packers. I like it. Um, but we got a lot to talk about today, folks, um, outside of me and in uh, my life, in my life, stories that I like to involve you guys all in for a quick segments before we get to the boxing showdown, things of that nature. Um, yeah, all is good in the in a peripheral hood, as I said once 
uh, we have some, some things to run around today, man. We got a big show going on. I talked to Willa about the whole rundown and how much we got to talk about. Um, and we got a lot. <clears throat> so hopefully we can have everybody here with us. I'm going to shoot out the message to the boys right now um, who might not be on call right now, but who probably need to check in, you know? Like Soldier Boy said, you got to check in sometime. So um, we're going to talk about the Regis Progress, Josh Taylor finalization, and the WB, uh, WBSS Super Series. Uh, that they finished up in pretty good fashion early in the day yesterday. We got Shakur Stevenson, um, who was in a fight with his girlfriend's brother, Joe Gonzalez. Um, can't wait to talk about that and how how that Thanksgiving is probably going to be for the family. Uh, oh, and my personal conspiracy theory on that entire uh, beef about that. I forgot about it up until this point. But uh, a little flashback went off in my mind right now from what I was talking about last night about that. So, uh, you know, before things picked up yesterday, uh, gonna get definitely get into that. Um, gonna talk about Michaela Mayer, who I always like to prefer to as similar to the way that Skip Bayless talks about Thomas Edwards Patrick Brady. I go Michaela Jocelyn Mayer, holding up the NABF Junior Lightweight Championship yesterday in a good defense. And um, in a pretty good fashion, stopping her opponent in the uh, seventh round, I believe. So, um, <clears throat> going to go to that. Um, also, going to talk about a new franchise champion in Vasil Lomachenko, who apparently is undefeated on ESPN, but, you know, whatever, whatever. And uh, um, finishing up things we're going to talk about, uh, a good friend of mine by the name of Carmen Vargas out in Houston, Texas, which we call Scrooston and who's been doing her thing in her up-and-coming journey to um, getting her rise, her name risen in the ranks for women's boxing also um, going into uh, uh, a tournament yesterday and picking up the uh, Rockies Boxing Gym Outstanding Boxer Award in which there was a severe sleepage yesterday where um, I have to look up to see if the young man is okay. Uh, but there was a fighter who was knocked out yesterday for I mean, a good 15 minutes look like the kid might not uh, be able to make it, but everything seems to be okay. That just goes to show uh, a fanatic knockdown where things went crazy. Carmen Vargas still picked up the Outstanding Boxer Award. Just goes to show skills and all that stuff put in together, picking up the hot dubs, hot dubs, hot dubs. But um, we got a lot to talk about. Like I said, that's just the rundown and, um, you know, um, I really don't have any other side notes. Um, as far as anything else. But I can tell you one thing, folks. Them San Francisco 49ers ain't playing, brother. 7-0, and knocking off Kyle Allen. You know, people actually thought that that white boy is going to take Cam Newton's job or he's better than Cam Newton. We found out what he's really like when he goes against a legit defense. We'll see if Will is a believer in Jimmy Garoppolo and the boys in the Bay. But speaking of Willis, we got a lot to go through. So, I want to take it to my man out from Houston, Texas. He was good with my man, Willa the King. Willa, good evening to you, sir. How you doing, my friend? Oh, man, nothing much, man. Just chilling on this, uh, you know, beautiful Sunday evening, you know, back at the crib, ain't out on the road, man. So that's always a good feeling, be back with the fam. Uh, had my, my son's seventh birthday last night. We were out there at this place called Urban Air where kids run wild. It was like a, uh, you know, a zoo in there. We had a pretty good time. 
so I, you know, I wasn't able to catch the Pro Grace Taylor fight live, but uh, you know, I sent the message out so for you boys not to spoil it. Uh, nobody spoiled it for me, so I was able to come back home, catch that fight, go right into the Stevenson uh, uh, Gonzalez uh, card, and then uh, you know was able to catch uh, Lubin, uh, a little bit of the Lubin fight at the end, man. Uh, but yeah, man, glad to be on. Glad we got to do this, man. Got a lot to talk about, a lot of foolery going down in boxing as far as this franchise champion nonsense. Uh, you know, and we get to talk about, you know, everybody on here eating a little crow because I think we all pick progress except for Janelle who made no comment on the fight. So he'll get to act like he knew Josh Taylor won, but was going to win. But besides that, man, glad to be on. Uh, dominated um, fantasy football again, putting me in first place uh, by myself this week. Uh, you know, shout out to uh, Cooper Cup doing his thing. Shout out to uh, Mike Evans, uh, you know, putting up 40-plus. You know, we was looking good, man. So I want to see what Rodgers is going to do to see if I can get the high score of the week. But, yeah, man. And, yeah, your boys, you know, your defense got me. I think they got me 17 points. Somebody let the San Francisco D loose. I picked them up on the uh, – uh, what is that called? Not a – man, what the hell is that the called? Free agency. Yeah, picked them up on yeah. the waiver wire. You know, so they got me a good 17. I knew that was going to happen, you know. Man, so, who let go of that dude? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just seen him up there. I was like, oh, let me pick these guys up, you know. Being in the first place, you know, I usually don't – you know, I'm not going to get the waiver wire. We go, in, you know, in order. So, I'm usually not getting anything that I want to get. But this was like on a Thursday. I seen him on a Thursday. I was like, well, shit, I should be high on the waiver wire since I ain't made nothing. Picked him up, got him. That was a quick Man. 17, so, you know, easy work. That's a steal right there. That's a steal right there, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy, bro. There's a few standouts that I did see Cooper Cup. He had him like seven. Ten, I don't know how much he had. He had a lot of fucking points, so Cooper Cup killed it today. Uh, yeah, I'm banking on the running back and kicker right now, so I'm, my, my, my hopes are all in the balance of those two. Yeah. Gonna try and get back on the road, man. Get back on the road, the winning road again. We'll see how it goes. But um, let's uh, we got JP here with us. Yes, I, I know we talked about a time earlier. Yeah, no, no JP. We just got Janelle on. Okay, we got Janelle. All right, let's go. Let's take it to New York and see what's going on. I know it's a late night over there in NYC. Uh, Janelle, what's going down, man? How's your day been? What's going on on this Sunday with you? Hey, what's popping, guys? Yeah, um. Well, the only fight I saw last night was Stevenson, and I saw an MMA fight. Thank God Ben Askin got his ass kicked and got choked the fuck out. I can't stand his cocky ass. But, of course, this is a boxing show. Um, only boxing fight I caught last night was the um, uh, Stevenson. So uh, that's a fight I could definitely speak on. Hey, um, that's fine. The, uh, the fight you just mentioned of Ben Askin, right? Wasn't that the guy that Masvidal knocked out in, like, three seconds with that yeah. knee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't so he, stand Tosh. He has no fault. <laughs> All he do is wrestle. He has no stand up. He has no. He has no hands. He has no feet. You can't stand these little cocky wrestlers coming in just looking to wrestle you down. And shit. So he got. You know what I mean? I'm, so I'm he so glad his cocky ass got choked the fuck out. Masvidal. He got knocked out by Masvidal in his first fight. But after that, he gets put to sleep again. He got put to sleep. Yeah. 
I mean, he kept taking the guy <laughs> down, but the guy's jujitsu was so high level. Um, the, uh, um, his jujitsu is like extremely high level. And I'm just glad that he fucking he made his ass look like fucking shit and choked his ass out. And I mean, that was definitely satisfying. I just can't stand that cocky, those cocky wrestlers thinking that oh, I'm coming with some wrestling and just take you down and just pin you down for fucking three rounds and win on points. I can't stand that mentality. I just can't stand that shit. That's funny. I can't believe he came back and took an L after getting knocked the fuck out. Oh well. I'm so all right. I'm I'm so glad. <laughs> all right. Well, shit, man. I'm glad we all here. Rocking JP is gonna be on his way shortly, but it's just us three rocking right now. So let's get to it to the one that we all seen and saw. Uh, well, let's take it to this fight, man. Uh, let's just kick it off with. Um, I know we have the headlining of the show with uh, with the WB the WBSS Super Series fight that was going on with Josh Taylor and Regis Progress. Um, but let's go, let's start off with uh, Shakur Stevenson since Janelle seen it and we all. Caught that one, so we're here now. So let's just start off with that one. Um, look, man, I'm going to keep it real. Top rank, ESPN, those guys, all of a sudden they get involved with the WWE. Next thing you know, we got storylines going to fights, talking about this guy's dating his sister and they don't like each other, they don't respect. Some of the fakest choreographed shit I've ever seen. Talking about I, I I don't think he loves her, bro. Oh, really? They only been together for three years, and you think it's fake? Like, I don't know, man. I almost bought into it for a second, so I seen some of those things leading up. Seemed like a bunch of hogwash to me. Uh, I didn't like it, and I definitely did not like the fight. Uh, a complete one-sided affair, absolute whitewashing between Shakur Stevenson in the ring in the ring with Joe Gonzalez. <laughs> I felt bad for the kid. I'll be damned if I'm going to fight some dude that's banging my sister and I'm going to just let him wash me up like that 12 rounds unscathing. You got to, at one point or another, hey, if we can't touch him, I'm getting disqualified. Fuck it. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Might be some low blows. Hey, who knows? I might get lucky like Andre Ward and the ref won't call nothing and I get a stoppage like you did Sergey Kovalev. You never know. Or you could... Go the Adrian Broner route where they did the Carlos Molina and just give him a little body slam. Um, you know, there's there's different things you could have done in this fight. But, well, a, a complete washing that was put on display on ESPN Plus yesterday and uh, not really much to say for it other than that was a, a spectacular performance by one, the young Shakur Stevenson. And it's just, just an absolute one-sided affair yesterday. What was your thoughts on the fight yesterday, man? Because, uh, I mean... Just a complete washing. Like you said, the fight was kind of it was boring for a little bit, you know. Just, just, just no kind of action whatsoever. What was your thoughts on it yesterday, man? Um, yeah, I went into the fight. We thought it was going to be a good fight, you know. Joette Gonzalez, they did a lot of talking. You know, they had the thing where, you know, they showed it about fifteen times when Shakur said it's personal uh, because he's a bitch, and you know that everybody how they're going to tell him that he don't love his sister and that, you know, they, they love each other and that, you know, he, he wanted his respect. They fought before and they, uh, you know, did a little, had his sister set up a, a little sparring. And I don't know, it sounds like it didn't go Shakur's way. And, you know, he wanted to just fight for, for this respect of the family. You know, they had to, they had to, his daughter, 
he said he said he fucked his daughter, but then he said he he lost he lost daughter, so he wasn't making any sense. And then and he had the fake crying that you know he you know he just family to be together. You know it's you no know, build up. So I was so I was so I was went in there thinking it was gonna be good. Chris Stevenson saying it's personal that he's gonna whoop his ass. And then he went out there and pulled, uh, you know, a money Mayweather. Not even really a money Mayweather because he wasn't. I don't know if he was even throwing that many punches. You know, he went in there, was doing a lot of defense, not really engaging at all. You know, for somebody thought who thought it was personal, personal yeah. yeah, somebody who said it was personal, I thought he would at least try to wax him up a few times. You know, he didn't throw too many combinations. Uh, you know, I mean, he threw a one-two, if we're going to call that a combination, but not too many three-, four-punch combinations. You know, he did a lot of straights to the body, a lot of jabbing, a lot of movement, you know. As far as boxing, you know, showing boxing skill, the art of hitting and not getting hit, you know, he didn't get hit. And, you know, he did hit, you know, Joet's face did have a little bruising, and he did hit him a couple of times, you know, with some all right shots. But, you know, it was it was a boring-ass fight, man. It was a very boring fight to say you tell you the truth. It went, you know, I started, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I switched it over to catch the uh, try to catch the the Showtime card, but uh, the my little internet site wasn't working for me. I don't have Showtime anymore, uh, so the internet thing wasn't working for me. So I didn't really get to catch it like I wanted to. But yeah, man, Stevenson, he went out there. I mean, he dominated. I think Joe Ed might have won one round. I think that was round seven where it looked like Shakur might have getting, been getting tired. But besides that, he was dominating. Won uh, 11 out of 12 rounds. To go to the club right afterwards, didn't get hit, but maybe about five or six times, maybe. You know, but that was disappointing, especially for, you know, you're coming out here for the bacon WBO strap. I was thinking you'd be you'd be wanting to make a name for yourself. You know, this fight is on ESPN Plus, right? It wasn't even on even on regular ESPN. It was on ESPN Plus. So, you know, you would think you want to make a name for yourself, go knock this guy out, knock his brother-in-law out, you know, and uh, at least beat him up, fuck him up like he said he was gonna do. But he didn't do do any of that. But at the end of the day, he looked he looked good, I guess, in, as far as boxing wise. You know, they were. Tim Bradley was was talking about how great the defense was. You know, Andre Ward wasn't able to commentate, I guess, because he was in his corner. So we just had to hear Tim Bradley talking about uh, the three ways. There's three ways that you you you, you do defense. Yeah, I forgot what they were. He said that about eight times on the on the on the telecast. But Shakur looked. You know, I don't know. Like boxing wise, I guess you would give him a, a, a A because he was out there defensively, but as far as entertainment wise, you know, I give that a, a, a F. That was horrible. It was it was boring to watch. I don't want to ever see that again. Shakur Stevenson. That was the whole point of him that he wasn't that he wasn't that strong. But he's been knocking the last couple of guys out, and I uh, I was looking forward to him knocking this guy out. That's what I predicted. Thought he was gonna go in there and beat this guy up because he said it was personal. But he didn't do anything. He just kept it defense, kept moving, kept his feet moving, kept on throwing the jab out there. Every now and then he'll hit him with a straight to the body, um, you know. But besides that, I don't. It was it was a horrible fight. 
That was a whack fight. We'll be honest with each other, man. I didn't like it either. It was fake, man. I seen better choreographed shit in wrestling. Fake ass trainer crime. Just want my daughter to be happy and all that kind of jive ass. They stay they they ain't fooling on Uncle RC. I thought that it might have been real at first till I seen the bad acting that was going on. You see better shit that goes straight to Redbox, but it is what it is. Let's take it to the man who said that he's seen this fight. Hey, you know, I'm speaking the same way as Will is. Like, it was a boring fight to me, but I could see from a different perspective where someone would be like, no, it's a masterful performance. You know, when um, you hear people who talk about the Super Bowl last year, football heads who like defense, and I'm a defensive guy. You know, I play DB. I like I, I like defense more than offense, you know. But, <laughs> you know, some people will be like, no, that was a great Super Bowl. I enjoyed it. I loved it. It was a boring-ass game. So some people might see the same way coming from a fighter's perspective like Janelle. Maybe they might have had more entertainment than a different perspective such as myself as Will- and Willis. But, you know, we'll take it to Janelle and see what he thinks about this fight. Janelle, you said you caught this fight yesterday, correct? The only one you've seen was the Shakur Stevenson fight with uh, Joette Gonzalez. What was your thoughts on yes, this fight, sir. man? Well, how'd you feel well, about I mean, it, man? Did you come out impressed from, from Shakur Stevenson, or did you expect a little more like me and Willis? I co-signed with you guys, but it was good for Stevenson to get some rounds in. Rather than get an early knockout, you know what I'm saying? At times, you need those rounds to be in. Not saying that actually he wanted those rounds, but I, mean, I think the guy he fought, uh, Gonzalez, uh, uh, basically, he possessed that style to where, okay, you can't get in there and try to slug it out with him and try to go for a knockout against him. It's like how Mayweather was with Castillo in the first fight. I thought Castillo won in the rematch. Okay, Floyd, okay, let's just pop shot, uh, get the victory, and move on to other things. You know what I mean, eventually you're going to like, Styles make fights, man. Eventually that kind of a guy is that kind of a fighter or you come across that's going to give you a promise to where you're going to have to just like, like win by any means. I'm not justifying it because I think his stock did drop a little from last night because when you're up and coming like that, only 22 years of age, I mean, these guys want to see you put on some good performances and shock the crowd and leave guys with their jaws on the floors. And this is what's going to make people want to see you more and more. But that early in your career, yep. go through that kind of a, a pop shot match that, that early in your career, that's not making head turn. I think his stock took a hit right there. And uh, I'm mean, just that early in your career, I mean, he's supposed to leave guys with their jaws on the floor. Not saying, I mean, not saying he's supposed to get in there and slug it out with him. You know, I mean, I think that would have been disastrous for him to try to uh, trade with him. Got that's what Gonzalez wanted. But you know, what I'm saying, but you know, what I'm saying, he just got to put on more better performances than that, and especially early in your career when you're not even established yet. It's like early in Floyd. You can say whatever you want about Money Mayweather, but early in Floyd's career, he was a knockout machine. You know, every time he got in the ring, uh, you always wanted to see him next time around. Until Pretty he boy, built, Floyd was nasty. Exactly. Until he built that stock, and then he kind of lived off of, okay, his old, basically, and guys wanted to see him lose, and that's why he started selling so much. But early in his career, oh, yeah, he was knocking motherfucking senseless. And, and I mean, and at only 22 years of age, your first title fight, I mean, I don't, I got to put on more intense fights than that, man. Because, honestly, I, I think his stock dropped. Anybody who saw Stevenson for the first time last night, I doubt they're going to tune into his next fight. I doubt it. You know yeah, I mean? that's a good point. That's a very good point, so man. Like, He's going backwards about it. You got to go out and try to make a bang and and, and just put yourself on the scene like, oh, I want to see that kid fight. He's, you know, da, da, da. Yeah. yeah, because yeah, if, you think about it, if you think about it, if you think about any any Hall of Fame fighter in their first title fight, uh, name any household name you can name in boxing ever in their first title fight, 
was there fight of a dog? Or you have to dig down deep to try to find any Hall of Fame fighter who had a fucking dull first title fight. A Mayweather um, or Hernandez, he left his jaws on the floor. A Pacquiao when he beat a Barrera. Incredible fight. A De La Hoya's first title fight. A Vargas' first title fight. A, a title fight. Roy Jones. I mean, these guys all left you with some, like, like wow. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. Steve's 22 years of age, put on that kind of a performance last night. Even though, I mean, he barely got hit and everything, you know what I'm saying? Space like he just can't uh, uh, walk up out of bed, really. You know what I mean? But still, man, I mean, first title fight, you got to do something a little better than that, man. I mean, you got to. Yeah, I'm with you on that, man. I was telling a lot of people, I had a couple of people over yesterday, uh, just the boys, and I was like, man, y'all got to see this young guy, Shakur Stevenson. He's really good, man. And, yeah, he looked really good, but, you know, we, we kind of – yeah. I expected more. <laughs> we all expected more. You know more. what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Uh, to, uh, uh, piggyback on that, I remember it was a guy um, back when Delahoy Hopkins, he wasn't a boxing fan at all. And I was telling him about all this fight. He watched this fight with me. I remember the guy, like I said, his name is Jonathan Hurd. He doesn't know. He, uh-huh. he never watched a boxing match in his life. But then that's the fight that he sat down and watched with me. And that fight was so fucking dull. He never watched a boxing match ever again after that. He never cared for boxing because that fight was just so fucking dull. And everybody expected Hopkins Delho to be a hell of a fight, but that fight was boring as hell. And he never watched boxing match ever again. You know what I mean? He's like one of my best friends. And it, and that just tells you. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Your first, you know what I'm saying, a guy up and coming like that, you know what I mean? Of course, Delho and Hopkins were already established, but like, you know what I'm saying? But say for the casual fans who, who probably just tune in to him for the first time. Because my first, um, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? I think his stock dropped a bit, man. I'm sure that he had a lot of people who, who had saw him for just the first time yesterday. And I made sure I got home to watch that fight. I didn't even care for the other ones, really, but I made sure to get home for that. And I was, like, so unimpressed and so, I was like, oh, man, that let me down. You know what I mean? No, I'm with you, man. It's like if you go on a date with this girl and then it's, it, and you're like, oh, man, I, yeah, I heard this girl's a freak. And then. You you know you get down and get ready to get the business and you ain't get nothing but a stale ass chip. Leave a bad taste in your mouth. Nobody want to see it. But hey, appreciate the feedback. You know I'm with you on that because you know we all got a story about if you could get someone tuned in. And I mean like you said with Pacquiao Barrera, there's a lot of people who didn't really know anything about boxing at that time and they seen Pacquiao and damn they turn into what boxing yeah. is called pack cards now. I've never you know, seen Pacquiao <laughs> ever saw the Barrera fight and I'm like damn who the hell is this guy? I thought Barrera was gonna starch him. But then, you know, that's why I picked up the pack after that fight. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt, man. No doubt. Uh, Prince right, Hot Man, when he first came to America. Uh, uh, nobody knew who the Prince Hot Man was. Oh, a lot of guys in America didn't that's know who he style. was. Oh, man. He fought Kevin Kelly. I was like, what the fuck? That was a hell of a fight. You know what I mean? That style, man. That style was a motherfucker right there. But hold on, Janelle. We got uh, we got JP on here with us. He, he checking in after getting out of the dispensary and things of that nature. So we're going to take it down to Southern California and see what's going on with JP. Yo, JP, you know, I got my sweater and I got my sweats on and my sweater on right now. I ain't running my, my, uh, my heater on just yet, but it's about that time out here in Central California as I'm sitting on my balcony having a glass of wine, just chilling, talking to you guys, shooting the breeze. But um, what's going on, man? Good, glad you could join us. Uh, my bad for, making, uh, for bringing us out here on the late night. Wish we could have got started early, but, you know, uh. You know, booty calls, man, things like that, whatever, whatever. But, hey, what's going on, man? How you doing, JP? 
all is all is well, RC. You know, you never have to apologize for your your tardiness or absence, man. We just be glad to know you alive on Saturdays. You know, you just be going, <laughs> you just be going milk carton MIA, and you know when you do respond, we'd be happy to know you are still with us. Um, shit, man. I, I you know as as boxing fans and us on this podcast makes us somewhat, you know, some some line or elk of boxing media. I consider you two completely childish and irresponsible for your take on Shakur Stevenson's fight. A complete domination by a 22-year-old fighting a guy 26. Now, before the fight started, when all the lead-up and all the, the Mark Kriegel storyline stuff was happening, I changed my pick and I quickly took Joette, Joette Gonzalez or whatever the hell his last name was, Joette, um, simply because there's a guy 26 and a guy 22. That is a... a, a at 22, you do not have your man strength. At 26, you're assuming some of that real man strength. That's a complete different fighter. Now, Janelle's, um, I guess, um, comparison where he's saying all these guys, um, first title, shot out of title, they had spectacular performance. Well, you have to add the element that either the guy most of the time is over the hill, i.e. something like a Janelle Gonzalez Mayweather, um, or you don't have this disparity in, in age. I think the 22 to 26-year-old gap is huge. Even though it's four years, it's a huge four years. You know, that is a, um, something that's hard for just, just the maturity and strength. I mean, Joette was so much more mature than Shakur. Um, I, I just thought the maturity level would, but then it's just a, such a disparity in um in, in in talent, but I think it's immature for y'all to go out and and um, it's some impressionable people who will listen to this thing and be down on Shakur Stevenson because I guess he didn't get the knockout. Aside from knocking the man out, he completely dominated. He showed every facet you want to see in a skilled fighter: um, a dominant jab, great anticipation. Um, great eyes, and that's one thing ESPN did talk about a lot, his eyes, and a fair comparison to Mayweather in the sense Tim Bradley kept talking about, you know, there's, there's defensive fighters and some like the, the Perry a lot, and some, some do this a lot. Um, Shakur Stevenson makes you miss a lot, and that's compared similar to Mayweather, kind of getting out of your puncher's range, getting his off. I think, you know, aside from knocking the man out, if that's something you have to have, for me, I don't have to have that. You know, um, I, I suggest for Janelle's partner who's seen the Mayweather, I mean, Hopkins and De La Hoya never watched again. That's why we have MMA for them type of people. If this fight last night makes you never want to watch boxing again, good. We don't want you and we don't need you. That's what we have MMA for. Go watch somebody, you know, do a flying leg kick and beat somebody to death while they're already knocked out on the ground. If that's what suits you, you know, that's fine. I, I'm not judging that. But um, if you, you're down on seeing a 22-year-old in his 13th, 14th fight um, completely dominate a 26-year-old who's also undefeated, you probably don't need this sport. This is a sweet science. This isn't, you know, anything aside from that. 
So, and then you seen the sweet science on display. Uh, the kid showed you power, showed you tact, showed you he's able to stay behind the game plan. And these are all things you want to see from a fighter with this style. Um, his style is perfect for his, his, his composure, his, his eyes, his ability to move, see the punches. It's all you need, man. So um, I'm high on the kid. Uh, they're calling them the future of boxing. I like that promotion coming from a, a top-ranked side of the promotion. Um, they're really putting some, some energy behind Shakur Stevenson, more than I can say for their doing Crawford. Um, but I, I, I like what they're doing with Shakur Stevenson, moving them right along. Should we see him with Warrington in the unification or whatever it be? I love it. I don't know if that'll happen. Um, I think I was worried about them putting a microphone in front of Stevenson's face afterwards, but the kid is obviously maturing. I think we see him maturing in front of our eyes. Um, handled the microphone well. Um, what was it a was it a bullshit beef or not? I'm not quite sure. I, I mean, you did see the father crying, so that would be some pretty good acting lungs per se, if that would be the would be the case. But I think this was uh. legitimate. Um, I think it was legitimate. I think they also knew Shakur was better than them because of the existing relationship. You know, they they they've got it on before. They knew they were better, but the guys, you know, hoping he can just, you know, pull one out the bag and rise to the occasion. But nonetheless, 22-year-old dude dispatching a 26-year-old dude who's also undefeated, who's fighting for, you know, family pride and a whole bunch of more shit. I can say nothing um, else about the guy. Future is right. 22 years old, one of the younger dudes in the game, and his his his, his game looks polished. He looks sharp. You know, he looks like he knows what he's doing. He, he, he didn't overcommit. He didn't come out of character. And that's what you want to see, man. You don't want to see a dude get caught up in the emotion. That's one thing we never seen out of Floyd. Floyd was never, ever, 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 ever out of character in that ring. No matter what we've seen on the outside, in that ring, it remained the same character every time. And Shakur Stevenson right in that, in that mold, looking very similar, man. So I'm high on it. Uh, dominant performance against a dude who'd, who'd, who'd give a lot of dudes some trouble. He's probably not going to be easy to knock out. There ain't nobody just knocking out Joette. Come on. You know, Mexican, good-ass chin. You think that dude's just going around getting knocked out? Of course not. And so, you know, like I said, uh, I'm, 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 I'm high and I'm still interested in the future of Shakur Stevenson. Yeah, JP, well, I hear you, man. But don't... Go ahead, Will, I handle first. Yeah, what I would say is, man, you know, I'm not – I didn't discourage his boxing skills out there. You know, like everything you said, what you know, he was masterful defense, going behind the jab. That, that's all well and Danny, and I agree with you. But this is also about entertainment. You need to be entertained. And, you know, when Floyd does that, you know, in his later years, when Money Mayweather does that, you know, I could always fall back on when he was young, he was whooping boys' asses. Now, you know, you talk about a 22-year-old versus a 26-year-old. His last couple of knockouts have been against a 27-year-old, a 29-year-old, and a 36-year-old. So he's knocking out grown men. So when you go in and you knock out grown men, we've seen him do that before. We've had this discussion that he's, you know, that he's getting his man strength. Um, when you, when you're out there, 
beating up on women on you know on live on, on not on live TV when you when when oh. they got video of you video of you beating up women and you you go out there and you're trying to make a name for yourself and you're trying to come back and you're talking shit and you're telling them that it's personal and that this guy's a bitch when you say a guy's a bitch and all you do is dodge his punches that's not a good look and that's not what I wanted to well, see so I'm he not. I'm not mad him. at him for that. He sort of. He did put hands, hands on him. He put yeah, hands I, yeah. On his him. his face was. You know, he he beat him. He didn't beat him up, but he had he he hit him, but he didn't discourage him at all. Never once did this guy say. You know, after the fight, he said, you know, he had all right power. It really wasn't nothing. You know, I think the beef was real. I'm not. I'm not saying that the beef wasn't real, like uh, like RC saying because they were upset. You know, the Gonzaleses were upset after the fight they left. You know, he said it's going to take some time. You know, he still was sort of talking noise about the disrespect that, you know, uh, Shakur had put his family through. So, you know, at a little interview that I saw afterwards, because he didn't do the post-fight interview, he just took off. So I don't think, I think on his side, it was really personal. Uh, Shakur at the end, you know, said that it really wasn't personal on his side. It's just business, which I don't believe because you're talking about loving his sister and stuff, but he, he handled it very well. You didn't think he was going to handle it well. He handled it well. He even pleaded out to the family, you know, to talk to their sister, you know, um, to talk to their daughter or sister or whatever, you know, the family to reach out to his girlfriend. So he handled it well. You know, I don't think that this sort of, de- it doesn't diminish how I feel about him as a uh, the future of boxing or anything like that, but it was just poor. It was just, unentertaining you know that was an unentertaining fight especially when the drama is so high you know especially when the drama is so high when you're calling somebody a bitch you need to stand there at least one round and try to work them at least have it where you know you shake them up a little bit he you know he hit him a couple you know he was hitting them you know but it wasn't like he was throwing any combinations it wasn't like when he fought the last guy that he was trying to knock out. It didn't look like he was trying to knock him out. And maybe because, you know, deep down inside he does love uh, that guy's sister, and maybe he didn't want to knock him out. But it didn't look like he tried to knock him out. When you call somebody a bitch, you're supposed to knock him out, or at least try to, or at least beat him up, at least give him a beating. He didn't do any of that. He gave him a boxing lesson. He totally washed him. You know, he only lost one round maybe. Uh you know, so he, you know, he made him look crazy in there when it comes to boxing. But he didn't get his respect. You know, the that guy, the Mexican, can say, hey, you know, he didn't hurt me. He didn't do nothing but run. You know, that you don't get no respect for that. And he said he wanted this family's respect, and he didn't get it. I thought that was a boring-ass fight, man. And I know you did, too, deep down inside. Not at all, man. I mean, I feel like I don't need to say much. You said he dominated him, he washed him, and he gave him a boxing lesson. I don't really feel like I need to say much more. Now, your personal um, standard for what people do when they're called a bitch and this, that, and the other, that's your personal standard. But as for just, I think, just keeping it in the realm of being boxing fans, when you watch somebody and you give them a boxing lesson and you put hands on them and they can't touch you, eh, you're pretty much done all I'm asking you to do. Now, you know, I don't know, man. So I don't feel I need to say much more. That's Willis standard, I feel. Um, 
but in the boxing realm, he put fucking hands on him. Um, Diddy or Diddy, look, I bet you Hernandez, uh, Gonzalez don't want to fight no more because he knows he's going to get punched the shit out of all night and not able to hit nobody. So, look, man, it's kind of, in my, in how my logic sees it, it's trivial. Anything is trivial. When someone tells me a boxing lesson was given and someone got washed, kind of everything else is trivial. It kind of turns into personal preference and what I wanted to see. But, you know, as far as boxing goes, I think the guy did amazing and didn't come out of pocket. See, there's, there's kudos for not coming out of pocket for me. You got to understand that as we go up in competition and level of skill, and, and Joette, a 26-year-old undefeated fighter with, you know, 20-plus fights, it ain't like he's a punk who was going to come lay down. This is a kid with a lot of pride. And so as we go up in competition, the knockouts, even the best of the best, Triple G, as we go up in competition, the knockouts stop happening. So that's just nothing I really weigh heavily on. And so the ability when you're the type of fighter like Shakur, where you're, you're not going to be a pressure fighter, I love to see you stay in the characteristics of the fighter you are and stay in pocket and be able to follow the game plan all the way through and be composed. To me, I give credit for that stuff. But to each his own, to each his own. Well, uh, to each his own. I'll, um, I'll, I'll let Willow take the reins because I'm pretty sure whatever he was going to say, I was going to echo the sentiments towards. And I did. I just think that when you're a young fighter coming up in the game, like me and Janelle talked about, you need to kind of put a stamp on it. If people are going to expect to see this for Shakur Stevenson moving forward, they're not going to have nowhere near the excitement level that they have when they've seen a young guy coming forward like uh, Earl Spence or or fighters like that who put on spectacular performances instead of a boxing match, especially when you talk about things being personal and, and all this other stuff. That's why, you know, I I, I, I just bought I, I, fake choreographing going on from the start. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But a great performance boxing-wise from, from Shakur Stevenson. not going to take nothing away from that. Just saying, uh, you know, you're going to come out and try and make a big name for yourself. It's not like, you know, uh, Joy Gonzalez couldn't be knocked out yesterday. If Shakur Stevenson would have been swinging on him like he did that girl at the parking lot, boy, that guy would have been out of there in five, four rounds. <laughs> That's unfair. That's unfair. That's unfair. <laughs> and and we still just we got to go on to see if uh, if Joette Gonzalez ever gets knocked out. Who knows? Joette Gonzalez could fucking just be that guy. But, we don't know. But he, he wasn't been like he was taking punches. Anyone. But it wasn't like he was even close to getting knocked out. Like he was, like he was, his chin got tested. He might have got punched, but his chin didn't even get tested. He didn't test the guy's chin. Shit, man. I mean, have we ever seen Canelo be knocked out? And has he been tested? Some guy's got a hell of a chin. I don't. I don't yeah. know. Look, I don't. Yes, we've seen we seen Triple G try to knock Canelo out. Shakur Stevenson did not try to knock him out. We saw, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen Canelo's chin get tested. Maybe not to a point where he's, you know, but we've at least seen somebody try to knock him out. Shakur Stevenson wasn't going for the knockout at all. Can, I mean, do you agree with that? Do you think he tried to knock him out at all? Um, no, I don't think he, like, came out of character to go for a knockout. No, no. But, but was and, out and of character because he had knockout. He's, 
Well, Gonzalez. You know, he's got a, a 60% knockout rate. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I, I'm agreeing with you so far. No, I don't believe he came out on. He, he went for a knockout. No. Is that your okay. discredit because he didn't go for it? I just, no, no, no. I'm just saying you were just saying we'll see if this guy gets knocked out. And I'm just saying Gonzalez is not like he was even, you know, it's not like he even saw that if he had a chin or not. We don't know if Gonzalez had a chin because it wasn't tested. And usually in fights, I mean, somebody gets their chin tested at least. I just I mean, top-notch uh, guys uh, usually test the guy's chin unless you're Polly Malignaggi. And that was Polly Malignaggi out there. That was old, and even old Floyd is going to test your uh, test your chin. Except against Pacquiao, test I don't think chin. he really he didn't he didn't test. Uh, you know, the older the oldest Floyd didn't test him. You know, Birdo. It was like Floyd against Birdo or Floyd against Pacquiao. You know, it was sort of boring. I mean, we can all admit that, but at least with Floyd, it was a lot of. You know, at least with Floyd, we accept that. We don't. I don't want to accept this from a 22-year-old superstar coming up in the game, or he won't be a superstar. If he's not testing boys' chins at 22, and this is how he thinks he's going to fight, he will not be the next big thing in boxing, no matter how, how much they push him up, because people aren't going to want to see him fight. Really? So he did himself a discredit. Oh, I okay. Think. I agree. I don't that agree, means- man, but I guess it remains to be seen. I, I don't know that having a – I mean, the, the we can use Pretty Boy Floyd versus Money May here, but the highest grossing fighter all time was a defensive fighter, and that's the fact about No, he that. was. But, I mean, exactly. you can chop that, dissect that. Um, and so I don't know, man. But not you, at 22 you, years old. Saying, okay, so at you, 22 you years old, making a come up. Floyd. Right, I said money Mayweather. Yeah, Clinton Boy Floyd. Yeah, you gotta put you gotta put down the foundation, and the foundation means people want to see you fight, and they want to see you whoop boys' ass, so they can either love you or hate you. Right? This guy, people are not, you know, they're not gonna hate him because he's not knocking out their favorite fighter, and he can't talk a lot of shit because he's not because he's just giving boys uh, defensive lessons. You know, even you know, even Whitaker and all these boys, they was at least testing and, and Hopkins, they were at least testing chins, testing stomachs. Well, Hopkins, that Whitaker, they they were never I, I think especially with a black fighter, it's way more than what you're doing in the ring. We see Errol Spence and Terrell Terrence Crawford, especially Crawford, out here with very little stardom. And, you know, especially outside of boxing. And do you think Terrence Crawford is kicking asses? Yeah, he's kicking asses, yeah. but he just don't got – yeah, but he don't – he's not moving the radar outside of boxing anywhere. Like, even the average – even, like, Terrence Crawford is not a star, bro. Like, if, if we consider him a boxer. I don't think he is. Right, so, but he's I, kicking ass, right? But he's kicking – but he's just because you're kicking ass, ass don't mean you could be star, but you're not going to – just because you're kicking ass doesn't mean you're going to be a star, but you're not going to be okay. a star at not kicking ass. Well, I, you know Floyd ain't really kick no ass. Floyd ain't kicked ass. Yeah, Floyd, did. Floyd didn't kick ass. Floyd didn't kick Oscar's ass. The last ass Floyd kicked was Ricky Hatton. Bro, Floyd ain't kicked the ass in forever. In fact, I go in, I'll theorize that Floyd 
invincibility, that, oh, that you can't hit me is what made him. Errol Spence has been going out here standing in guys' face in a phone booth and kicking ass, and it's a slow grind to the top for him. Floyd Mayweather, that shit talk, you can't touch me, that's what made him the shit because the price of his scalp, it, it became worth more because nobody can touch me. So it, it, now when people touching you and you in wars and you get knockouts, motherfucker, we know we can get you. It's the motherfucker you can't touch that makes it more expensive because it makes that scalp more rare. It's like anything. So I theorize, actually, it's the motherfucker who you can't touch that, to me, especially when it comes to a black fighter, you see, we don't get Tim Bradley. He went out there and had wars and did it for the fans. He had never, he was never no kind of guy who could do anything alone as far as ticket sales or pay-per-views. That shit don't really matter, bro. I theorize that a dude who, who goes on this, you can't touch me shit, that is even more expensive than the dude you can't touch that gets the knockout. That's the theory, though. We'll no, see. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. It's just a fucking, it's a debate. We can go back and forth on it to the fullest. You know what I mean? But I just want to say right now, my fantasy football team pulled off the win. Shout out to Jamal Williams getting that touchdown right now. Green Bay, Mason Crossbar, 137.3 to 135.6. Won that one. <laughs> but, hey, we've been on this one for almost a goddamn hour, so we got to switch it up. we got a lot of stuff going on here, fellas. So I'm with the Willow on this one, and I feel like, JP, you're on a man, you're on an island on your own with this one, but I feel where you're coming from. I feel where you're coming from. I definitely do. We just expect a little more from Stevenson. Like I said, if he would have threw that haymaker, we've seen that was on footage. <laughs> you know, it might have been lights out quick, fast, in a hurry. But we'll take it to um, a fight where Janelle was, a man on his own island in this one, picking Josh Taylor against Regis Progress. He said he didn't check the fight out, but judging by the feedback you'll hear from each one of us, he'll be able to give a little bit of feedback in why he thought that Taylor would pull off this victory. No, no, um, he didn't make any picks. Oh, he didn't? Yeah, he made he made picks for everyone, but for some reason he didn't want to make a pick for that fight. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Now, um, yeah. I already know I already know Simon's going to be talking because uh, he texted me before the fight started and said uh, Josh Taylor by controversial decision. And the fight was, to me, pretty much a washing. Um, it was talked about being a great fight just because Progross had landed a, a couple late shots after the 10th round and uh, really lumped up the right eye of Josh Taylor. It looked pretty bad. But Taylor, in my opinion, nine rounds to three, maybe. It was a very, very one-sided affair. And Seattle Simon ended up being right, not by way of what he picked, but by way of the bad judging, because one judge scored it a draw, the other scored it 115-113, and the other one scored it 117-111, uh, I believe, But um, which I had it towards that. I had 119. But, um, man, I also picked Regis Progress to win that fight. Um and uh, a guy who's been so outspoken, who's talked a lot, talked about whooping Terrence Crawford's ass, talked about whooping Adrian Broner's ass, talked about whooping Jose Ramirez's ass. He forgot about the guy that he's going to be seeing eventually. And the man who was wearing the groundskeeper Willie trunks was not one to be pushed aside and slept on. I was real surprised when I seen this fight, Willa. You hadn't seen it, and I don't want to ruin it for you. I, wanted, I was holding back on talking to you guys about it so bad because it happened early in the day. And um, 
just read this program. Look, this is very one-dimensional. Um, Josh Taylor did not allow him any room to breathe. Program could not use his jab efficiently because Taylor was in his mug. And when we were talking about, or when I'm talking about leaning in his mug, he was in close enough to where those short hooks were coming and making, they were making big impact. And he was just tearing up the body of Regis Progre. And Progre, he just looked, he looked disheartened out there. He looked like, man, this shit just ain't working. And you know what? I give him a lot of shit. Hey, it's it's the business side of it when he talks about Jose Ramirez. I give him a lot of shit, you know, talk some noise myself. But I give him credit being a consummate professional at the end of the fight. No excuses. He uh, said the better man won, was able to do an interview at the end of the fight, unlike Joette Gonzalez, who took off after the fight. Um, so credit to Regis Pogreif for that. Um He's talking about we need to run a rematch back, you know, da da da. We'll both make twenty million each, which was stupid as fuck. I don't know why he said that. Oh, we'll both make twenty million. Like I don't, I don't know why he said that. You ain't no pay per view star, B. But it is what it is. Now it looks like all roads will be coming to the unification bout, which I'm pretty sure all boxing fans are hyped for. It looks like we're leading up to Jose Ramirez and Josh Taylor for all four straps in a unification bout in a 140-pound division. And I'm hyped for that, bro. I'm really hyped for it. From what I've seen yesterday, to be honest with you, I don't think Jose has much to worry about from either or fighter, especially uh, Regis Progress. But that's neither here nor there. We'll save it for another time. But absolutely great, great victory by Josh Taylor. I thought it was going to be a better fight, and I thought Regis Progress was going to get him out of there. I bought into the the talk where he said, I'm going to show everybody that this ain't no 50-50 fight. He's not on my level. I'm going to show everybody that I'm all that. We just progress sold me on it. Hook, line, and sinker. But um, yesterday, the people were enjoying We Just Program and his loud mouth, getting some humble pie sliced up. And I'm pretty sure overall in the bayou of NOLA, humble pie was being Dished out to any boxing fan that was pulling for Regis Progray yesterday. Willa, if there was a play to crow, I'm going to need some hot sauce because I was picking Progray and he got his ass washed yesterday. What was your thoughts on the fight when you finally got a chance to check it out, brother? Oh, yeah, man. Most definitely. You know, I had a Progress winning by a knockout. I thought he would be able to bully and pressure Josh Taylor, uh, you know, um, especially when it came to all those, uh, you know, everything that he was going to be able to win. They had the Ali Trophy on the line, the WBA title, the IBF title, the WBC Diamond Belt, which, I mean, I think that's like the number one contender, and the Ring TV, um, uh, the Ring Magazine or whatever the hell it is, title uh, belt. So, you know, I thought he was going to put it all on the line. thought he was going to pressure it. thought he was going to be able to do his thing like he's been able to do to a lot of these guys. Now, I, I picked the KO, and, you know, I stuck with it. But I did see that when I remember I, I watched a, a few of his fights, like on Friday night or maybe it was Thursday. I watched the Terry Flanagan fight, and I remember I, and I saw that even though he dropped Terry Flanagan, he wasn't able to knock him out. So I wanted to change my, 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 uh, my thoughts to the unanimous decision. I still thought he was going to win. But I didn't. At the end of the day, I didn't think he was going to be able to knock out uh, Josh Taylor. I thought maybe he was a little stronger. 
than I thought he was. Maybe that's because I saw him. He fought the Kelly Relic guy or Kyle Relic guy, and I was going off that last fight. But still thought he was going to win. Still thought he was going to be able to pressure and, uh, and you know, and have Josh uh, Josh Taylor out here just, you know, running around and boxing. Complete opposite happened, you know. Pro Grace was out there trying to trying to bully, but he couldn't. He wasn't strong enough. Josh Josh Taylor was stronger, more powerful. You know, not only was he longer, he didn't have he didn't even really use that reach that much. He was in there hitting them with hooks. You know, just beating them up, just bullying them. I thought I thought Pro Grace was going to be the bully, but Josh Taylor was the bully. You know, I still had it a close fight. Uh, I, I had it uh, uh, 115, 113. I think but the but the rounds that progress won they were a little closer to me than the rounds uh Taylor won. Taylor was, you know, he looked real good in there, man. Looked real strong. Was able to punch looked like he I don't know if he ever had him hurt, but progress got real tired in there. I know that he looked uh at the weigh-in, the people were saying that he looked real, you know, he didn't really look too good. He looked weak in there. You know, he had to strip all the way down, so you know, he he must have had a tough camp. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. He didn't make any excuses, so, you know. But he looked real weak in there. That's not the guy I, I, I'm used to seeing. He looked like he didn't know what to do. He was getting hit. You know, he's trying to be flashy and do all this, you know, bobbing and weaving and still getting hit. You know, he was put – and he wouldn't throw punches, you know. It, it, maybe if he would have threw a couple of more punches in each round, maybe not a couple more, but if he would throw more punches – in each round, he would have been able to come out with the win because you know I still had it a pretty close fight, but that it, but when it comes to who got beat up the worst, Progress got beat up the worst in there. He was good. He did a lot, he did some good body work, you know. Um, I think going into like the sixth, I might have had it even. Then I had uh, then I had so that was three. Then I had um, Taylor win in the next rounds and, and then I had the next couple of rounds and then I had progress winning the 11th and 12th to get him to that five to get him five uh get him five rounds to seven so you know I still had it a close fight but progress got humbled in there man you know he didn't sound the same uh you know he's talking about <laughs> yeah he, he was, yeah he was talking all that noise but he didn't look good man he looked like he was a small dude in there hey, even though hey, well, even though he's supposed to be the guy Go ahead, what you man. seen from from Regis, what you seen from Regis Progress yesterday? You think Jose Ramirez has anything to worry about in the future about if they get it going on? Because he talked a lot of shit about Ramirez too. No, I thought he would be able to be. You know, I thought he was the best guy at one at, at one forty. But you know, that's wrong. You know, I think if he, Jose Ramirez should just bully him around just like uh, Josh Taylor would, and it'd probably be a little a little different because Jose Ramirez isn't. He's doing a little different kind of bullying. You know, he's just coming. And trying to whoop your ass, Josh Taylor is bullying him, but he's boxing at the same time, you know. Yeah, he was um, really boxing yesterday. Yeah, he was looking good, man. Hey, I didn't think he was that good. I didn't think he was gonna have what it takes. I thought it was gonna be the KO. Um, I mean, that was my official pick. At the end, I thought yeah. it was at least the unanimous. But yeah, he got his ass whooped, man. It was nothing to say. He needs to, you know, he he did a little a little tweet. I think came back said, you know, he was. 
he was looking forward to maybe. You know, he isn't even asking for the automatic rematch. He's saying that, you know, maybe they get a rematch down the line. He can't wait to see what's next for uh, for, uh, for Josh Taylor. So we'll see, you know. I think Taylor versus Ramirez is going to be a pretty good fight. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see who's oh, going to yeah, be the undisputed was... champ. But at this point, Regis Progress, he's got to go back to I don't know if he's got to go back to the drawing board, but he, he looked like he didn't have it. He looked like he didn't know what to do in there. But he fought. You know, he fought. And he won those last two rounds, I think, but he didn't do enough to, to win it in my eyes. Yeah, man, really, though. And, uh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that was crazy, man. It was crazy. I thought the program was going to bring out that real stuff out. But, you know, to his credit, he did fight. And he did hurt Taylor. In that 11th round, I believe, he did hurt him for a second just because that eye was so fucked up. But, you know, didn't get the job done. It's a 12-round fight, and I don't, you know. <laughs> so it just turned out that way. Simon, we see you on here with us, man. We're going to take it to JP real quick, and then we'll get to Simon and Janelle because Janelle didn't catch his fight, but he did pick Josh Taylor. So I'm curious to wonder why he did pick Josh Taylor to win this fight. But yesterday, JP, um, you were, me and you were, we were barely talking about it in the group message because we didn't want to ruin anything for Willa because he hasn't seen it yet, but it was a good fight. Some people are calling it a great fight. I wouldn't say so because it was, a, like I said, in my opinion, a 9-3 fight for Josh Taylor, and he served out some humble pie for the for the native of Nala, man, and uh, Regis Progre, he just had to hold up. He had to go to he had to go to Uncle Shay's restaurant, man, for them hot L's, and I thought it was a, a masterful performance by Josh Taylor, given the fact that he was basically fighting off instinct in that 10th round moving forward with his eye lumped up. What was your thoughts on, on the fight that had happened yesterday in the WBSS Super Series? Well, man, I, I got to stay, you know, in the character that I've become. I talk a lot of shit, right? But uh, this time it's going to be kind of in reverse or on the opposite shoe. Oh, this was one of those times when that good old black dude don't think a white boy could whoop his ass. That's what this was. Um, and he just, he, oh, I don't man. believe, yeah, I, I truly don't believe he thought that boy could whoop him. Just, and a lot of it is similar to um, Bernard Hopkins, Joe Calzaghi, and Bernard said as much. I ain't going to let a white boy whoop my ass. And his brother's running around here thinking like that until that one white boy whooped that ass. So, uh, bros, Brothers out there, I want y'all to know white boys can whoop y'all ass. So don't take them, don't let them, don't take them slightly. I don't believe um, Regis Progray has um, identified himself yet, and this loss could be the the best thing for him. Like I talked about in the preview to this, Regis Progray used to be a boxer. Then suddenly he became this come forward, head down punisher. And so when he got in a fight where the competition was raised. He didn't know who the fuck to be. You seen him coming out doing, and he was doing really well behind the jab. To be honest with you, that's why uh, Josh Taylor's eye was so damaged. Uh, Prograde for the to be the shorter and the guy with the smaller arms and all of that, the the lesser length, really did really well behind his jab. But uh, you know, I, I just think him not having his identity, and and to me, it's just lack of training, lack of advisory, and and lack of a camp. And I believe this will send them back to the drawing board and they have to do a reevaluate. 
and he has to de- decide who he's going to be because you can't get in here against the elite-level guys and not know who you are, not know what your bread and butter is. And to me, that's what it looked like for progress. He, uh, you know, he, he looked to go between boxing and, and, and trying to be a body snatcher. And it just, none of it really worked out for him, and it, although in a very competitive fight. And there's people I know that have pro-grade winning, you know. Um, but I, it was one of those fights where you were saying that it's a draw or Taylor wins. Most of those times it goes to the other guy. You can't really see it being seven, seven rounds on pro-grade side. But a seven-to-five fight, man, that's a close-ass fight. Um, I don't think anybody should should be taking a big dip as far as their stock goes and their interest goes. I think Paul Gray will, come, will be right back. You know, he should go to the drawing board and, and figure out who he's going to be. You know, what fighter is he, who he is as a fighter. Um, long time coming for him, I feel like. You know, he kind of needed this one. And uh, an air of caution for the brothers out there. Don't Don't ever be too cocky. There's a, there is a white boy that will whoop your ass. That sucks when the white boy wins against the brothers. I never really am a fan of that, but the groundskeeper really chunks came into effect yesterday, and Josh Taylor picked off the Nola brother and handed him some humble pie. That's, hey, you know, sometimes it's easy that way. But lucky enough for Regis program, he didn't get too crazy. And, um, you know, hey, if it wasn't for Josh Taylor whooping his ass, Jose Ramirez would have sparked his ass out. So that's just my opinion, and I stick and choose it. <laughs> but, hey, we'll go to Seattle, Simon, see what's up in the Pacific Northwest, because, like I said, yeah, he said he called it right on the button, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Simon, we're starting off with Josh Taylor over here at Regis Progress. You were big on Regis Progress saying that he was going to beat Jose Ramirez's ass, which I don't know why, but I don't know if you still feel that way after that lackluster performance yesterday by Regis Progress. What's going on, man? Uh, you're, you're, you sound crazy right now, but that's okay. Just because one guy beats another guy, that doesn't mean <laughs> your boy can beat him. You know what I mean? So, uh, if you want to believe that, hey, that's fine. But that doesn't mean nothing. I need to see Ramirez beat Progress. You don't get a jump off, jump on he, well, he don't Josh deserve Taylor. To fight. I mean, that's fine. I mean, Josh Taylor and him are going to fight next, and. You know, from what I've seen, I mean, if Ramirez can't, if Ramirez can, Ramirez will not be able to win a decision against Josh Taylor. He will have to beat Josh Ramirez Taylor. Won't need, Ramirez like, won't stop need him. the cards. Won't, won't need the judges. Okay, maybe, maybe. But I'm just saying he will not, his only chance of winning that fight is it not going the distance. But, um, now, but not a good crazy. fight. No, it was a good fight. Uh, you know, in the last month or so, we've had four fights, four championship-level fights at the elite level, and only one of them didn't go the distance. So, you know, like I always tell people, at the elite level, it's really hard to get a stoppage. So, but I know nobody's going to listen. People are going to keep picking stoppage after stoppage after stoppage after stoppage. And look, they happen here and there, but when are you guys going to realize it doesn't go down like that at the elite level. You're right, Simon. You're right. It just it just right. don't. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I you know I picked you know I picked uh, 
better be the better be Gavozik fight. I knew that wouldn't go the distance just because I knew how I knew better be would be the one, you know, attacking. He's the guy that likes to attack, you know, big puncher this and that. Then I knew Gavozik could punch also, but he would have to kind of box and punch and try to keep him off him. So I knew it would they were going to be coming at each other. It was going to be a lot of high contact, high impact, a lot of just brutal punches hitting each other. And I knew that eventually one of them would have to wear down. I thought it would be better be losing, but better be was the one to get the stoppage. But besides that, it's not really like, it's not going down like that. You know what I mean? Most of these fights are going to be 12 round fights. So then you, so then based off that, you know, you come up with your own conclusions, but um, yeah, man, it was a, Good fight. Jason, Josh Taylor um, surprised me with some of the things he was doing. He was he was better on the inside than Progray. His punches were shorter on the inside than Progray's, even though Progray was the one with the shorter arms. Um, he just beat him to the punch, outworked him, wouldn't let him breathe. You know what I mean? Progray, I want to – Progray looked a little off, like a little – you know, just uh, just didn't seem like he had that that extra gear, while Josh Taylor was on like a seemed like he was on an extra gear the whole time. Um, but you know, uh, you know, you know, we all look at fights differently, man. I thought I thought Taylor won that fight pretty 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 clear, pretty comfortable. But then I you know reading stuff and hearing stuff, people, some people think it was a draw. Some people think it was a pro grade win. Some people are talking about well. Uh, yeah, Taylor might have been hitting him more, but look at Taylor's, you know, the whole, the good old look at Taylor's face because of his eye. So, you know, you're always going to get that in fights like this. People are going to just see things a different way. I thought he won clearly, but, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was definitely impressed with Taylor. I mean, he's a tall, rangy dude, good feet, good feet, uh, um, you know, southpaw. And uh, but he's tough too. He's tough. He'll bang. Which you know, I didn't think. I thought if it got into that type of fight, maybe Progray could you know break him. You know, like start wearing him down or maybe hurt him more. But he was there. He he never went nowhere. It seemed like he was. There was times it seemed like Progray looked like he was maybe gonna start you know folding. But then he get to his credit, Progray was still there. But I wonder. I w- maybe we'll find out soon. Was was pro- when did Progray arrive in the UK? You know, maybe we'll hear about his training camp, how hard he worked because he definitely was very confident going in that fight. Like I don't see how he. He was there for three weeks. Me. Okay, three weeks. Okay, well that's good then. Yeah, it looked right. like he showed up on Friday. He 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 looked he looked off, man. Like he just just something wasn't just something. Maybe was his he undertrained because he was very confident, you know, going in that fight, but. um um, I don't know, but he said no excuses, so no excuses. You know what I mean? But um, maybe they'll do a rematch. Uh, you know, but he's got a he's got a lot of stuff to work on if he wants to beat Taylor because Taylor beat him in every range. He beat him mid range, long range, and on the inside. So when you're a midget, that's very hard to come back from. You know what I mean? You're gonna have to make a lot of a lot of changes. But uh. Yeah, there was, you know, and I definitely think there was uh, what JP was talking about, him him thinking that, you know, Taylor couldn't do that to him. But I also think that's what a lot of people, fans or people that thinking, picking the fight was thinking, like, oh, there's no way this guy could beat Progray. Progray's going to run right through him. It's like, come on, man. 
these dudes ain't just going to – most of these dudes, man, they ain't just ain't going to lay down like that. Some guys will, but, man, not, you know, not a guy of Taylor's uh, class. So I hope people, you know, will humble themselves and learn from this. And uh, hopefully we see Ramirez and Taylor either next or right after that. And for the undisputed, and shoot, we'll get it. We'll get a, We'll get an undisputed champion. There's nothing better than that. Yeah, yeah, you're right on that. You're right on that, man. Um, can't wait. Can't wait. Like Bart Scott said over in the New York Jets when they had the Patriots coming up. Can't wait. Jose Ramirez about to put some hands on that boy. Because I tell you right now, Jose Ramirez ain't got no xenophobia and and the Willem mentality of you no know, UK brothers, or not not necessarily UK brothers, but no brother losing to no UK white boy. That's how I look at it. Yeah, you know, sometimes. I mean, I mean, did, you, you you thought he was gonna brutally stop Taylor. So what does that say about you? I thought I thought he was gonna beat the shit out of him. I'll never let no white boy in ground scraper Willie Trunks beat me up like that. No way, no how. I gotta go out by DQ or something. The way progress went out. That was bad luck. Well, some people think he didn't get beat up. What do you think about that? Those people need to go to men's crafter like you like to tell them. I had it a 9-3 fight. I don't know what the fuck those judges were talking about when they called it a tie. And then 115-113, they're smoking rocks, bro. Yeah. You know, well, I had it 115-113. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, everybody looks at fights differently, man. You know, uh, um, they were like Taylor was hitting them more, like, you know, I definitely think that it shows that Prograde definitely has probably, the, you know, the heavier hands, the more, just the hardest puncher in general, because on the inside, they were, they were definitely exchanging, they're both southpaws, so they were both strength, uh, exchanging left hands, and, you know, just watching the fight, you know, it's like Taylor winning, you're like going after, you know, going round by round, you're like, okay, that's Taylor round. That looks like another Taylor round. That looks like another Taylor round. But then at the, at the end of the fight, you're like, damn, he did take a lot of damage, though, too. So it does say that pro grade does hit hard, but, you know, your face, your, you know, none of that, that's not how you judge a fight. You judge a fight by the four criteria. And then you judge that every individual round. And if you do that, Taylor won the fight, man. It's just, that's what I saw. So, you know, I know, I know a lot of people are listening. A lot of people are saying the face and the damage, but hey, that's them. But you know, the problem with boxing fans is they want to create their own criteria on how to judge a fight when there's actual rules and criteria of its own. So, and you know, based off that criteria, I saw Taylor clear. Put plenty of hands on that man for sure. Before we get to Janelle Simon, if you want to comment real quick on the. I mean, it was a boring fight that had happened with Shakur Stevenson, you know. But uh, Shakur Stevenson enjoyed Gonzalez. Uh, I've seen a whole lot of fake choreographed bad acting when it came from all sides trying to make a beef and into something that I just I, – I wasn't buying. But the fight for itself, one-sided affair. Shakur Stevenson, me and you have had conversations about the young man being a little bit of a troublemaker and, and uh, immature. He tried to walk away with class yesterday. But you can't be talking all this. It's personal. I'm gonna fuck you up, blah blah blah, and then you put off a a pity patting performance, and where you just completely wash them out without taking any kind of risk of knocking them out or anything like that, like you talked about. And when the final bell rings, you go to the crowd and say, "I told you so. I told you so." No, you lied to us. What was your thought on the performance yesterday from Shakur Stevenson? 
I mean, it was a boring fight, you know. I mean, uh, he he clearly won. I mean, but neither of them, I would say, neither of them, I would say, uh, put their foot on the gas. Um, and I think it was one of those things where Shakur w- took control of the fight from the jump, and Gonzalez never did anything to where Shakur had to worry about it. So, you know, so Shakur just put it in cruise control and said, all right, I'm just going to go in the fight. Easy. You know, it would have been interesting if Gonzalez would have tried to really, really go for it. How would have Shakur reacted? Would he have tried to, you know, get him out of there, hurt him bad, you know, whatever, or get hurt. But that's really what I saw um, with Shakur. I mean, Shakur is a very talented kid, you know, one of the best prospects in the game. Um, and, you know, has a chance moving forward to beat anybody in or, or around his weight class, just pure, off his pure talent and skills. I think what could be his downfall eventually is just his immaturity. He's just a very, I mean, you compare him to other fighters around his age and his level of like, you know, notoriety and, you know, prospect level, high level prospects. He, to me, seems like definitely one of the most or the most immature and, that immaturity could, you know, uh, cost him one day in a fight because he seems he seems like he doesn't know how to control his emotions. So it seems like one of those things where if he goes up against the right fighter that can get it under his skin and get him out his game plan, it could be a situation where maybe Shakur loses a fight that he had no business losing just because he couldn't control his emotions. But that's something, you know, in the in the future, something to think about, but... As of right now, I mean, the kid's good, man. There's nothing you can say about him, but that's just something that I noticed with him, and I could see if somebody taps into that one day, one of his opponents, and notices that, it could be something that could be exploited. Yep, you got a point about that, man. You right about that. Well, shit, let's take it to Janelle real quick and see what he thought about the fight. He didn't see it, but given all the feedback that we all talked about, he heard from some of us and what we thought about the fight. I just want to know why he thought Josh Taylor was going to beat Regis Fogler. Janelle. I saw the Stevenson fight. I saw the Stevenson fight. That's a, that's a fight I Oh, no, I'm talking, about the Josh, I'm, I'm talking about the Josh Taylor Regis Fogler fight. Oh, oh, I didn't watch it. I can't comment on it. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I but just can't come. Oh, that's right. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. That's why right. I forgot. You didn't make a pick. Willa corrected me on that earlier. That's my mistake. I thought that. I thought that. Yeah, that's my bad. My mistake. All right, fellas, let's move along. Um, let's talk about this franchise championship bullshit. A lot of people got a lot to say about it, and we all have a whole lot to say about it. Uh, I'm gonna start off with Willa. It started off with your boy Canelo Willa, and now we got another quote-unquote franchise champion with Vasil Lomachenko. So now Devin Haney has his belt because what? Uh, I don't get it. I don't like it. Mauricio Solomon is making a whole lot of bullshit for the WBC. So shout out to Ness over at the Boxing Voice. He gave out a pretty good what the fuck is this uh, conversation in Spanish and in English uh, uh, dialect for both fans when it came to what's really going on. And why do we have this franchise championship? Franchise champion bullshit that's going against these guys who are trying to face the best to be the best. Well, uh, it started off with Canelo. Now we got Vasil Lomachenko. Do you? A two-part question, I guess. What's your thoughts on this whole nonsense? And do you see maybe this being a trend for other champions in different divisions? 
Yeah, man. So when it comes to this franchise belt, man, I have no understanding on exactly what it is. Um, you know, so like reading, here goes the rules of the franchise belt. I, I, I'll pull this up. So the franchise champion is, is the, uh, the franchise champion designation is exclusively by appointment of the WBC Board of Governors by a majority vote of the board. So it's just a vote, you know, doesn't, you don't have to win it. This, des- this designation is not transferable and is exclusively to the fighter who receives such des- uh, designation. So this isn't a, a belt that people fight for. If somebody, if Canelo loses, he's still the franchise champion. If Lomachenko loses, he's still the franchise champion. The, uh, the franchise champion will be designated as the WBC Intermirrors champion once he retires from boxing. So whatever that means. Uh, so he'll always be a champion for the WBC. And it doesn't matter. Also, it doesn't matter what division he's in. So if Lomachenko goes up, he's the franchise champion. If he goes down, he's a franchise champion. That makes no sense. The franchise champion will probably represent the WBC in every single fight as the reigning WBC champion, regardless of any specific conditions or titles being associated with the future fight. WBC rules and regulations will govern will govern under the traditional conditions of boxing in the franchise championship fight. So, and WBC will approve through the franchise champion promoter every opponent scheduled to fight. So that's saying like WBC is now approving their every fight that they have. WBC will be getting money off every fight that they have, and WBC will be, uh, yeah, will be getting money, and they will be, uh, you know, it'll be under their rules, whatever that means. So this this is very crazy. Um, franchise champion has to uh, agrees to go to a minimum of two social responsibilities a year. So they're spokesmen. And this is the thing. Um, the WBC may award a diamond belt in those fights in which the franchise champion engages. If the franchise champion loses, the winner will receive the diamond belt and be considered a mandatory con- contender of the, the division. So the diamond belt, which uh, Josh Taylor won off of ProGrace, is like the uh, number one contender, right? That's the number one contender belt. So I say that all that to say this. Lomachenko has two belts. He's about to fight the winner of uh, Kome and uh, whatchamacallit, I think, who has two belts, the Lopez, right? Yep, you're right. If they win, if they win, they will not be undisputed because Lomachenko doesn't have the WBC belt. But if Lomachenko wins, they will try to call uh, Sotomayor was saying, or whatever his name is, Solomon, whatever the WBC guys were saying, Mauricio that he would Solomon. be undisputed. Yeah, that he would be undisputed. This is very fully. Uh, Devin Haney is the champion now, just like Charlo is. Um, I don't understand this franchise championship stuff. Sounds like a duck to me. You know, Charlo didn't want to fight. I mean, uh, which cause didn't want to fight. Uh, Canelo didn't want to fight Charlo, so they made him the WBC. Uh, they made him the franchise champion. Uh, Devin Haney wants to fight. Been calling out Lomachenko to shut him up to make sure that we don't have to hear his voice anymore. They made him the WBC champion, and he he didn't even have to fight anybody really. So, you know, this is very crazy. 
you know, like you said, they gave him the franchise championship. ESPN is uh, taking away his uh, loss to uh, Salido, so now he's just fourteen and zero somehow. Um, yeah, I don't understand this, man. Uh, the WBC, I guess they're trying to get their money on every single Lomachenko fight. Lomachenko had to agree with that, I guess, and they're trying to get their money on every single. That's Canelo a great fight. white hope, man. That's a great white hope. Yeah. So I don't understand what this is, man. It's crazy to me. Um, franchise belt, they need to stop it. Like uh, Crawford said, he don't give a shit about no franchise belt, no regular belt, no interim belt. It's about the champions. And Lomachenko is no longer the WBC champion. So I don't want to hear it if he beats uh, – I don't want to hear anything about uh, undisputed champion if he beats the winner out of uh, Kome and uh, – and, um, What's my man's name? Why can't I think of his name right now? I know Call me in Tiafi. Yeah, Lopez. Lopez Jr. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't so that, that means shit. Canelo's not the WBC champion either, right? No, he's not. Charlo is. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's, keep it, let's keep it consistent. I know Canelo's your boy, so moving forward, don't acknowledge him as the WBC champion. I won't. Cool. Unless he, wins, unless he wins another one. I just said Charlo was the WBC champion. I'm just saying. I'm just making sure it's make it all the way clear, you know. But yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's all I got on it. Man, shit, but duck belt. <clears throat> that's all they are, duck belt. That's what we gonna call them. Duck belt. That's a good way to put it, JP. What's your thoughts on this, JP, man? Because Willow broke all this down, and it sounds to me like a whole lot of political, a lot of political nonsense going on here, man. It seems like we're doing some sort of talking when it comes to lawyers speaking to each other, talking in circles, trying to get some sort of understanding when really it's just a loophole type of way to have something go along. What's your thoughts on all this, man? I think the duck belts, I think it's sanctioning body bullshit. But here's the thing, from what I'm hearing, our rumor mill is that in a few days, the WBC is going to name Beyonce Wilder the heavyweight franchise belt, the franchise champion of WBC heavyweight. So, you know. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yep, that means Wilder's ducking too. We got to keep it, you know, hey, that's what we're going to do. Who's he ducking, Dillian White? No, 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 no. no, See, that's my point. You just did it. You just showed your true colors right there, dude. You just no, said I'm just saying, who is he du- I'm saying who are they going to give it to? Now, no, no, it doesn't matter who they're ducking. It's what you said. you got to stand by your word. You said if you're the franchise champion, you're ducking. If, JP, if what JP is telling is the truth, then we got to say he's a ducker too. Yeah, and, I say, and I'm saying who are they going to give it to because that's uh, – is Dillian White his mandatory? Because there's got to be somebody that, that you're ducking, so I'm just asking the question. I just asked the question. That's all I did. Is no, it Dillian saying, White is his mandatory? I don't know. Well, that, I mean, Dillian White's situation is bizarre. I mean, we still haven't even heard about the D-sample. That's a whole different discussion. I'll slap the fuck up with Dillian that. White, just between all of us. But, <laughs> but hey, I, I would be surprised. Hey, look, you know, I'm just connecting <laughs> the dots. I believe Errol Spence is going to be based off of everything that's happening with him. I think he's going to be Uh-oh. named franchise pretty soon. The next one? I think he's going to be named franchise. Just based off everything that's going on. 
They're going to do so, that. So, so you're, but, so you're, but, so but so heard, you're thinking, sign that it's going to be an upcoming trend with just more fighters going to be introduced to this franchise champion nonsense. Yeah, but I don't believe it's a. I, I think every situation is different. I mean, if Lomachenko has, I, from what I heard him say, he read the whole WBC thing. I'll read it myself. He can send me wherever he read it at. But he says something like, when the franchise champion fights, I think he says something to that effect. When the franchise champion fights, he will be recognized as the WBC champion. Right? That's what right. I heard. It, it, does, it says that, but it says if he lose, but he can't lose it. So that makes no sense. But what I, but it that, did that say was that. the point I was I trying to make to you the whole time, which is, and Danny Garcia said it too. On a, I seen an interview with him. It's not supposed to make sense. They're making it up as they go for one reason and one reason only. They are hustling these dudes. They're giving two guys belts in the same division, same sanctioning body, and telling them that they're both champions, but they're charging both of them sanctioning fees. It's a hustle. That's all it is. You guys are talking no about way. this. You're talking about wow. that. That's all it is. It's a hustle, man, because they're charging both of them right, sanctioning fees. That's no, all it is. You man, guys are making it out that. to be all this other stuff when it's not that. It's not that at all. They're just doing the same thing the WBA is doing, but they threw threw a different name on it. Instead of copying them and calling it the WBC regular, they're doing it the WBC franchise. That's all they're doing, just to hustle these dudes. Like me, like Crawford was saying, I'm 100% on that. If I was these dudes, you're not charging me a sanctioning fee while another guy is called the champion also in the same weight class. No, you're either going to give me this belt, I'll pay a sanctioning fee, but you're going to give me this belt, you're going to recognize me as the only champion, or I'm not paying nothing. I'm not paying nothing. But these dudes are allowing themselves to get hustled, and that's all it is to me from what I see. I, I don't think that's it's crazy. them hustling. I don't think it's them hustling uh, the fighters because, come on, I, I don't believe that. I think it's them hustling the fans, and we see that. With with just well, last night for the first time, like they were really acknowledging Errol Spence, but they completely took the loss to Orlando Salido, uh, or Salido off of Lomachenko's record. And if that ain't hustling fans, I don't know what is. Oh yeah, so oh, I think. Definitely. Yeah. So I'm thinking 100%. that this this franchise bullshit lends itself more that way, where they can legitimize these guys, and you know, it just just sounds got. It sounds great for the for them legitimizing the champion and um, kind of identifying the the franchise and making the franchise have value to it. So to me, it's like a fan hustle. I don't think the fighters is really stupid enough. Really so you're telling me if inside. you were a fighter, you would you would allow yourself to pay a sanctioning fee as a champion and have another guy be called champion too, and him get getting have to pay sanctioning fees also. I wouldn't allow it, bro. No, and I don't believe they are. It's too absurd, man. They are paying sanctioning fees. Both of those guys are, right now, Charlo and Canelo are paying sanctioning fees. Right now, Lomachenko and Haney. What is the franchise champ legitimized by? Do we have that information, Willow? Like, what legitimizes the franchise champion? Nothing. He got got, got voted by the Board of Governors. Because first they said it, wow. they gave it to Canelo for all his for all that he's done in boxing, but then they said the same thing for Lomachenko. He's only had fourteen fights. 
Well, 15 fights. <laughs> hey, no, 15 fights. Yeah. What kind of shit is that? They, they're fooling you too now, Willie. You think he's 14 and 0. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. They're swindling, they're swindling that. Crazy, that man. That shit crazy. They straight took the L off the record. Like, dog, <laughs> that's like going yeah, against. That's crazy. Like, you can't change records. That's like, they didn't Yeah, it, it, it's under true. It happened. Like, what's it's my great white he's record? He's a great baseball? white hope, man. He's a great white hope. Like, but you can't tinker with numbers. They, what's my, my guy, the guy, Charlie Hustle? I forget, Pete Rowe. Uh, men lie, women lie, out. but numbers can be altered. <laughs> men lie, women I, I lie, but, but numbers can be altered. they did that, man. That's a, that's a, if you're yeah. talking about a slap in the face to the sport, that's the biggest one I've ever seen right there. And this isn't from the ESPN, rinky ESPN and company. PBC, they're going at it, man, on who, who can do more foolery. First it was PBC with the whole not recognizing Terrence Crawford as a champion on the little board, you know? Now, and then ESPN was like, all right, we're going to do you one better. We're going to say Lomachenko never lost. Now, I can't wait to see what <laughs> PBC lost. does next. <laughs> this niggas is That's a bullshit, man. Who are we? That's a whole lot the of WBC. bullshit going on, man. I, it, it, I, I, I mean, it's not no going to have. Go ahead, well, go ahead, my fault, RC. Go ahead, man. Oh no, no, no. I'm, no I'm, I was going to switch it around, so go ahead and finish off your your topic on it with the WBC. No, I said it, it sounds like to me the WBC is they're trying to get them a person at at all networks if they. If they give Wilder one, they'll have PBC. They they give it to uh, they got Lomachenko at top rank, and they got uh they got Canelo on the zone. So you know, I I mean I understand what Sam's saying. It does sound like a hustle, but but I mean it, I mean especially if they're paying, Definitely sounds like a hustle. And if they're trying to, you know, but they also say that they've got to reading these rules is that they have to. Um, okay every fight that this person has so they're now in the promotion business well i get you know so wait, I let me say, you if this, you're the Willa, champion Willa, you still gotta they gotta say okay question anyway. my man the wbc's been around for a while right over 100 years something like that i don't know exactly right so yeah there's been a lot of great champions before canelo and lomachenko you're telling me those are the only two guys that deserve a franchise champ title you said something to the effect of what they did for boxing so all those past WBC champions didn't do a lot for boxing? Really? Just these two guys. No, I mean, I feel you. I don't understand. Come on, man. It's just the WBC knew. They saw what the WBA did, got away with it for years, and said, you know what? We're going to do the exact – because they tried it out a little bit with the diamond belt thing and all the other stuff. But then they, they finally came up with the franchise thing and said, you know what? We're going to do that. We're going to call We're going to call them the franchise champion. We're going to say it's for what they did for boxing, and we're going to charge both of them sanctioning fees. That's all it is, man. That's all it is. And that's why I said, if I was a fighter or if I was advising a fighter or anything, I'd be like, hey, man, you are not paying no sanctioning fees if somebody else is being recognized as a champion in the same division with the same sanctioning body. We're not paying because you're just being hustled. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. I'm with you on that, Simon. And JP was saying, like, um, do you think pe- fighters would be dumb enough to not re- recognize that? I think so. <laughs> you know, as long as the dollars is coming in or whatever, whatever, I could see a lot of fighters who are undermining it and just saying, yeah, yeah, whatever, but they're, 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 you know what I mean? Like, 
the hustle is definitely getting by right now, and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm piggybacking it. I can see it just like that because there's, it's the only thing that logically makes sense for this franchise championship bullshit where you essentially have basically five champions in a division now instead of four. Like it makes no sense. And what they're doing, I was telling this too. All, all the WBC is doing is this, and the WBA with the WBA regular, they're, they're essentially making the mandatory pay sanctioning fees and calling them a champion. That's all they're doing. They're doing it with Haney. They're doing it with Charlo, but they're going to say, all right, but we're going to call you a champion to make, them, make you feel good, but in reality, we're going to make you pay all these sanctioning fees. They're just hustling them, man. And, and but they are the if champions. I was them. But, I, but okay, they're the champions okay. now. Okay. I the mean, WB. dude, you just dude, you just told me that the franchise champion is every time they fight, they're going to be recognized as a WBC champion, right? But, but isn't Devin Haney the WBC champion? But they can't and lose isn't, it. Oh, I mean, so they can't lose. And then it, it so also they can lose. A, so they can lose a fight. They can be recognized as the WBC champion. So when they win, they're recognized, right? But if they lose which a fight actually happens where you lose, you're still the champion. That makes no sense. Like I said, the rules are being made up by the, by the minute, by the second. They make no sense at all. But one thing does make sense. They're getting paid off these dumbass rules. You know? That's what I mean. I'm just saying. That's a, look, if I'm Charlo and I'm Haney, I'm like, look, I'm only going to take this belt, and I'm only going to take pay sanctioning fees if you put it in, the, in a contract that I'm guaranteed to get this fight right here, which is Canelo, or this fight right here, which is Lomachenko. Besides that, I ain't paying nothing, man. And the fact that the people around him that are not smart enough to advise them not to do it tells me a lot about the people around them, man. Because I don't consider myself no genius or nothing. But common sense is common sense, and logic is logic. <laughs> That's funny. Ain't no hey, it's a, it's like a lot more... Yeah. Uh, it's a lot more avenues in boxing than it used to be, man. Um, it used to be just HBO, then Showtime came along. It used to be very few avenues as of the 90s and early 2000s. And I, I, in my estimation, I believe those lesser avenues, as in anything, forces the, you know, the cream to rise to the top for the, for the money. Now, <clears throat> the addition of the zone, the addition of ESPN, the addition of Fox, along with Showtime and, um, you know, these, these other avenues existing, you know, you're going to get the foolery, man. You, you're going to get the perversion of the game because the dollar is a little more plentiful and, and we can manipulate fan bases more. We can do shit like, well, let's just erase the fucking loss the guy ever had. You know, our, our fan base is so loose now that they don't even know it existed. You know, that's what that a move like that indicates. Like, the fan base is so fucking dumb we're trying to promote to. They don't even know it existed. So let's, let's just take it off. So, you know, with all these money streams, man, it's going to be some perversion of the game. That's exactly right, man. You said it best. The fan base, bo- bo- the people that, the powers that be in boxing know that they're do- dealing with absolute idiots, you know? <laughs> so they know they can yeah. get away with this. You know what I mean? Do you think yep. so you think ESPN would say you think you think ESPN would like you know just like for other sports like say an NBA would all of a sudden start saying that like 
oh, LeBron has seven NBA championships. No, because they couldn't get away with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. they, it's, you know what I mean? They couldn't get away with that. But they're just, get, like, sliding by with it. We're going to post. We're going to show Lomachenko in the building at our fight, and we're going to show that he's undefeated and say he's the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. Like, and nobody will say nothing. It won't even create a buzz. It won't even become anything on Google or anything on the Internet. It's just they're moving on with it because they know they can get away with it. They can't get away with that stuff in, like, football or basketball or anything like that, man, because they would get crucified, man. But unfortunately in boxing, they can get over, get away with it over and over and over again. It's a, it's a lot of nonsense, man. And when we're talking about all the different avenues, I'm going to um, we'll kind of move this one around a little bit. But we're talking about the avenues yesterday. Um, it was just weird to see boxing on Showtime because I'm so used to the zone, ESPN Plus, and things of that nature that just go, just go from handheld devices. It was kind of weird that um, we had a fight yesterday uh, that was on Showtime, and that was with Robert Easter Jr. and uh, Adrian Granados. I was asking uh, Will and JP about it today because I did not get to see it at all. I missed the entirety of it all. But um, when we're talking about um, the fight that had happened yesterday, Will informed me that, you know, Robert Easter won, uh, did not look very impressive whatever, whatever, kind of expected that. But um, just to kind of give a 180 on things going on right now, speaking of these guys in that same division, uh, we haven't talked about uh, a fight that's been announced with Richard Comey and Tiafimo Lopez, as we were talking about uh, bringing up the name Tiafimo earlier. Um, and I told Time, Tiafimo is going to knock that motherfucker straight out. That's just what I think. I don't know. But um, just to kind of throw a curveball at everybody, and let's see what the guys think about this fight that has been announced, I think, for December. Uh, I can't remember the exact date right now, but it's in December. Um, starting with Will. Yeah, it's on the uh, Wilder undercard. Oh, it's on the Wilder undercard. So that'll be November 23rd, I believe, 20-something 20, 20 like that. Maybe not. November, then. Maybe. maybe no, maybe it's on the Crawford tripping. undercard. Crawford the car, yeah, yeah, oh, Mean Machine, against, yeah, yeah, yeah. Against mean, against the guy named Mean Machine, whoever, whoever that guy is. But time, I'm bringing up something that me and you talked about to the boys right now. So let's see who thinks who, if you're gonna be on the island by yourself and you're gonna think you called it again or what? I, I, we're gonna see and we're gonna put some money up on this one. I'm putting it out right now. Time said you want to bet on this one, seeming so confident, believing in the African. So. Wakanda Forever is about to be Wakanda Good Night when Tiafimo gets a hold of that boy. So, Willa, we ain't talking about it. I ain't even put it in the show description, but I brought it up since we're bringing up some of the guys who were forgotten about in that same division in the fight that's been announced with Tiafimo Lopez and Richard Comey. Early thoughts on this fight? You ain't got to give no predictions right now. Yeah, man, I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we saw Tiafimo. Uh, look sort of regular his last fight. Um, you know, he was going, had beef with his mom and his sister and all that good stuff. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I've been he had seeing a lot him. Going yeah, I've been seeing him. He says he's, uh, you know, he says he's ready. He says he's good. But we see that boy Comey, his last couple of fights, he's been looking, uh, he's been looking pretty damn good, man. So, you know, I can't, I'm, I, I'm not going to make my prediction so early. I like to see what's been going on. I like to see how everybody's doing. And Cam, when he gets a little closer, but I'm excited for the fight. I think it's uh, as of now, you know, before before last fight, I thought uh, uh, Tia Fimo would would win, 
Um, but seeing Comey been dominating this last couple of fights, um, I think it's I'm sort of leaning towards him as of now, but that don't mean I'm gonna pick him. Uh, you know, because I sort of I fuck with Tiafimo Lopez, so I just want to see, I just want to see if his head is clear. I think he has the power. I think they both, I, but he's a young dude, man, and like uh, you know, it, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. But I would be right now. I'm leaning towards Kome, the African. But you know how those Africans do when it comes down to that nitty gritty. You know, last <laughs> time he was at the nitty gritty. You know, they like to fold. So, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Good fight. Though. All right. I, mean, I think it it should be the main event over uh, Crawford versus Mean Machine. And is is that Who Crawford the fuck versus is that Mean guy? Machine? Is that on? I think it's just on ESPN Plus, so it's not a, a pay per view. I hope. Yeah, I think I'd be ESPN Plus. Yeah. Definitely not pay per view. Fuck no, that ain't selling nothing. You can't even get the guy's name down. You got to call him by his nickname, Mean Machine. That's crazy. JP, early thoughts on or early thoughts on this fight that me and Simon arguing about with. Richard Coleman and Tiafimo Lopez. Uh, I like it because, you know, the one thing about the Africans, we, we know they'll go ahead and cuff up and lose the fight, but they're hard to hurt. Can't hurt them. Um, so I'm wondering with a guy like Tiafimo, who even in, in his young age throws so few punches, you know, he's one of those sharpshooters, and, you know, he's, he doesn't throw a ton of punches. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of pot shotting and uh, one-twos. It's, it's not a lot of, lot of um, punches. But I'm interested to, to see what will happen when Tiafimo realizes I can't hurt this guy. So how does he win 12 rounds? And what if Kome doesn't? Do like you know the typical African does on us, and freezes up and keeps a high guard and throws an occasional right hand or loads up on the right hand all night, in typical African fashion. So, you know, I, I'm interested to see maybe Kome if if, Kome, if we can get a great Kome, then we'll see really what Tiafimo Lopez is made out of. Um, my question: Why they're throwing him in such a deep end with such a seasoned tested fighter so soon, you know. This isn't your average, you know, fight. This wasn't when Lomachenko fought Sosa and Mariaga. This is, you know, a, a higher level against a much tougher, more durable guy. You know, uh, you know, the African he may, you know, like I said, they're gonna lose with the high guard up. But you you gotta be able to beat them down. You know, they they they're gonna be tough. You can't I don't know if you ever knock them out. I don't I don't remember if that happens or not, but um, so a, with a guy like Tiafimo who's not throwing tons of punches and you know and you know like I said about the high guard guy he's gonna you know come in there stalking high guard up and I can see that fight playing out where Tiafimo Tiafimo's trying to hook around the high guard and this Comey's uh, coming forward uh, jabbing and throwing a heavy right hand. And um, you have to see if Tiafimo is able to weather that. And that's what you like to see out of a fighter like Tiafimo. Like, what happens when it gets tough? What happens when you can't hurt the guy with a flashy uppercut? You know, we, we've seen tons of fighters come along and have, you know, Gamboa. You know, and I've always, you know, I've said, 
Tiafimo could possibly be Gamboa, but he's definitely not going to be Pacquiao. Now, he's in both these guys' molds because of his fight style and body type. You know, but Tiafimo could very well be Yuriotis Gamboa. And this could be, you know, that revel, that revealing party where we see Yuriotis come out in him, you know. Um, because, you know, Gamboa was great, but you got to throw a lot more punches. And when it, what happens when you can't hurt the guy? What happens when it's in round nine and this guy's not discouraged? So that's what we're looking to see, and this will be that test. If Tiafimo goes ahead and, and washes them up and gets them out of there, man, I, I want to drive the bus. Let me drive. But I do not expect <laughs> that. I, 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 I do not expect that, to be honest with you, though. What I expect is a, um, an exposure. Let, let, I, don't, I, I still think Tiafimo could possibly pull it out. Maybe even get a I don't know. But I expect exposure. And I and I'll leave it with that. I expect an exposure to happen. Yes, Sam, you hear that? I expect exposure coming too from Richard Comey. And I know you expect it too. You're just trolling me talking this nonsense about Comey gonna gonna put some hands on Tiafimo Lopez. You don't really believe that, do you? Absolutely, I be- I mean, as of right now I do. I mean you know, like, uh, you know, it's still far away from the fight. You know, things can change. You know, some stuff can come out or whatever. But if you're asking me right now if they fought tonight, I'm, I'm taking Comey, man. So, um, it, for a lot of reasons. But, um, but uh, you know, kind of JP kind of kind of touched on some of the, you know, some of the um, stuff that I, I, I'm kind of look at, you know, kind of the way he fights. You know, he likes to be in the pocket. You know, he likes to be in that little shell, you know, that little Philly shell, but he doesn't use his legs. He just tries to stand in the pocket and, you know, pick his shots and, you know, and try to counter. But the thing is, you know, it's a lot harder when you're dealing with somebody bigger than you, somebody that's willing to take a shot, stronger than you, and, you know, has a, has a, has a very strong right hand. And, you know, um, he still hasn't even, you know, fully matured into his, you know, into a man yet. He's only like 22 years old, so he's dealing with a grown man who's durable, you know, who's been looking a lot better recently. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, he got with like a good trainer, and he's been improving. You know, you get with, you know, if you you if you've been kind of, you know, coming up, but you haven't had necessarily the best training. It'll look a lot different if you go get with a good trainer and you start installing a lot of the things that they want to put in there. And since then, he's he's been looking a lot better, you know. Stopping, I mean, he has a lot of stoppages anyway, but he's been stopping basically everybody recently. And I just think that with Tia Fimo's last fight, you know, it just showed it. It kind of sh- it showed a lot of things. It, show, it showed, um, you know, he can be hit a lot, and also um, that. He he don't really he 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 didn't really make any adjustments and then also it kind of it gave us a little bit of a peek into his character because when you sign up for boxing and you're sign up to try to be a star in boxing an elite you can't start coming out saying shit like no more tall fighters you don't get to decide that bro if Why you happen to fight somebody if you well then you're a ducker then you ain't a real fighter that's what I'm saying that's what it says about your character. But you out here saying, 
oh, no more tall fighters, no more tall fighters. I'm just like, whoa. To me, that tells me, like, you can't make adjustments. You can't, you know, if when things don't go your way, you fold up. You complain. You don't, you know, you want to take your ball and go back home and all that. And also, it also showed that, you know, when he when he actually fought a real lightweight, even a guy that we didn't consider elite or anything, just a guy that was a full-fledged lightweight, you didn't come close to stopping anybody, stopping them. But you were stopping a lot of guys, smaller guys that were moving up. So what that tells me is his power might be underrated, overrated. So now you're trying to put hmm. – you're, you're going to be trying to keep Comey off of you. I don't know. Don't I don't know if you can do that. And then you're trying to throw one punch at a time. This dude's going to come back with a bunch of punches trying to maul you. So – and he's got power. So what that tells me is I favor Comey. All right. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see when that fight comes on. We will have much more conversations about that. I'm going to take it to Janelle real quick and get his thoughts quickly about this fight with Richard Comey and uh, Tiafimo Lopez being announced. And then I'm going to get ready to close out here. And um, with time restrictions, I'll get ready to close out here and get ready for for the next day coming up, fellas. So, Janelle, you still there with us, man? No, Janelle just dropped off. He just dropped off. Ain't that a bitch? Every time, you know what? It's all good. It's all good. No worries, fellas. Uh, but yeah, man, it's getting it's getting up to that time. I mean, only had uh, other fights to cover was with uh, Michaela Mayer and a chick nobody was worried about. Michaela Mayer looking good as ever, as always. Put her out of there. Dropped her in the first round. Got her out in seven. Where the comp, where the corner got out there and said, you know what? No, we're not doing this no more. Michaela Mayer comes out and. Defends her NABF lightweight championship, and um, you know, looking forward to moving on and making a championship fight worth some significance. Uh, also, I uh, wanted to close out and give a big shout out to my homegirl Carmen Vargas out there in Scrooston and Willis neck of the woods for doing what she did and uh, um, winning the Rockies Boxing Gym Outstanding Boxer Award, doing pretty good things, moving up and up. Looking forward to. Seeing the career of Carmen Vargas move up and onward into uh, a higher stratosphere in women's boxing. Um, the hands is as beautiful as the face, my friends. Whenever you get a chance to check it out, whenever she makes it onto the scene, where we're going to be able to see some significance in a fight that happens between her and some moving, uh, opponents moving forward. I'll be the first one to tell you, I told you so first. And, uh, you know, things like that. Moving forward to trying to get her with the Ramon Ayala entrance in the ring walk and things like that. But um, I think that's all we got for today, fellas. We're going to get ready to close this one out here. Um, we really ran amok on time with everything that went on from some of the topics today, but I appreciate y'all. appreciate y'all. Um, well, uh, any final thoughts you got going on here before we get ready to close out? No, man. Shout out to the Astros of 3-2. to two, Did their thing, whooping them nationals. Uh-huh. Man. They, thought, they thought we were down. They thought we were down when we were down uh, 0-2. We weren't looking good. One three in a row. I think we're going to try to make that back. What's that? Two, probably got a game on Tuesday. Go ahead and wrap these niggas up. Uh, shout out to the Astros. Oh, yeah. You guys, I'm going to send you a group message picture. I wasn't really too much interested in baseball. But during the game today, when I was watching and talking to you guys on the show, 
uh, you had some girls out there showing some titties during the game. I can't remember which inning it was, but I'll show you guys a picture. It was pretty funny. <laughs> but, hey, man, Willa, JP, Sime, Janelle, all you guys, man, I appreciate y'all um, for, for rocking with us today and giving some feedback on some of this crazy nonsense that's going on in boxing as far as the franchise belts and all those things of that nature and feedbacks on the fight. But um, we'll be back on Wednesday. This is just picking up in boxing, folks. So well, I know it's been a little uh, uh, slow for, you know, previous months before, but it's picking up and we got a lot of stuff going on moving forward. So appreciate y'all, man, from here in San Joaquin Valley, Central California, Houston, Texas, Southern California, the Pacific Northwest of Seattle, Washington, and all the way out to the East Coast in New York, New York. We are the Outside of Boxing Podcast. Appreciate y'all for joining the time with us today. Have a better Monday than you had last Monday. Start your week off right. We'll be back on Wednesday. Thank you all for listening. Share, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we'll be back sooner rather than later. Peace out. Mom, I love you. P.O.P. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.